0: The Advent season is portrayed as a season of hope. Vine's expository dictionary of the Old and New Testament words says of hope in the Greek means a positive, pleasurable expectation or a confident expectation, an expectation that comes from faith and confidence in the word of God. Years ago, I read these words. Hope in scripture is the positive expectation that God is always going to act in accordance with his will, which is for our good. And his glory. Hope is such a critical component of the Christian life. It's an outlook toward the future that says this is not all there is, there is more. There is real, abundant, and eternal life to come. God's people look beyond present circumstances to the intervention of God who will make all things right. Paul wrote, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it and hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the, our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. The absence of hope is hopelessness. Hopelessness is the absence of any good, profitable, positive, or good outcome. COVID-19 has seemed to usher in a sort of hopelessness at this time. There's confusion between science and politics. Experts cannot agree on how we'd respond. Should we lock down or should we live our lives as best we can while protecting the most vulnerable? I suppose that time will tell which actually was the right response. There are those who seem to think that Thanksgiving and Christmas are just going to make matters worse. Yet it seems if ever there was a time we needed Christmas, we need it now. And if ever there was a time when we needed hope, it is now. Our political climate is so divided that even the hope of a vaccine is in dispute. When hopelessness is the thinking of the day, it's hard to recognize anything, any kind of hopeful possibility. Most of my childhood years were spent growing up on the farm with my grandparents. I used to hear them and others of their generation use two phrases when speaking of things to come. If they thought something good was going to come about and someone asked them what they thought, I'd hear them say, most likely. Now that was not 100% positive, but at least it allowed for the possibility of something good to happen. If they didn't expect positive expectations, if they thought the turnout was going to be negative or there was very little hope, I would hear them say, not likely. Both of these terms seem to allow for some middle ground when it comes to expectations. But the scripture does not leave us in middle ground territory. God's word offers us positive assurance. So here we are in the Advent season, a time of great hope. Why? Because 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, coming to us as the suffering servant, came to earth and took on flesh to walk among us as our Savior and Lord. It was a long-awaited fulfillment of a promise from God, and the ancients were commended for their patient expectation and hope, believing that it would happen even though it did not happen in their lifetime. We have the same hope about Christ's second coming when he comes to us as King of kings and Lord of lords to complete our redemption and take us home to be with him in eternal life for which we place our hope. Peter writes, "'Place be, peace, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you've had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. I love these words. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Coming to us as suffering servant and Savior, Jesus says of himself, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The writer to the Hebrews tells us, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who's gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Did you catch that? Let us approach the the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find help in our time of need. Some even say we should just cancel Christmas. Are we going to cancel Christmas? Not likely. Should we live in this pandemic with a sense of fear and hopelessness that would rob us of the hope of the Advent season? Not likely. Or rather, I should say, definitely not. It's most likely that we who belong to Christ will raise up a voice of hope in our testimonies, our lifestyles, and our expectations. Let us take all of this to the Lord and lay it at the foot of the throne where we will discover anew that God will answer the prayer of the Apostle Paul who wrote to the Roman Christians these encouraging words of positive expectations. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us sing joy to the world. The Lord has come and he's coming again. Let us proclaim the most powerful vaccine in all the world has come to us. It is a cure for the sins of all mankind. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Let us sing of the peace, peace, glorious peace that comes down from the Father above. And let us overflow with the hope that we have since we're living in the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not likely that the hopelessness of many will be dispelled unless the people of God share the hope that is ours in Christ. It is most likely going to happen if we, the church, hold fast to the advent hope that is ours in Christ and share that hope with the world. The Christmas message has not changed. It's all about love, joy, peace, and hope. So let us proclaim with a loud voice, Merry Christmas! I remind you of the positive expectation that Paul shared with the Christians in Rome. This from the message by Peterson. May the God of hope fill you up with joy, fill you up with peace, so that your believing lives filled with the life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit will brim over with hope. It's most likely to happen if we believe it and share it with our world. Let us at NBC not be most likely. Let us be definite. Let us proclaim we will make it happen because we will share the message of hope with our world. Jesus Christ, the reason for the season.